Hello! Welcome to Vibrant Life episode 12. It is Friday, Friday, May 14th, 2021. My name is Jessica Parker. I am a holistic health coach, a fitness instructor, and I have a master's in health psychology. So needless to say, I like to get nerdy about all things health and fitness. Today, we're going to chat about mixed messages that we are receiving having to do with the virus, the virus. So um, in Oregon, I'm in Oregon, and we've definitely had some flip-flopping going on with our governor and what we're, quote, allowed to do and not allowed to do, and the mask mandate. We're kind of like waiting right now because as a nation, we've had some information come out from the CDC, but we don't really know what that means in terms of have you gotten your shot or not. Anyway, with all that being said, there is a lot going on in terms of encouraging people to get their shot. Now, I'm not going to go into whether you should or shouldn't. I believe it is a very, very, very personal choice, very personal. And I am actually very tired of seeing people post things about it um, because there are underlying factors that always need to be considered and those are not being considered and really not even allowed to be considered. I have a huge problem with that. Um, as a holistic health coach, I've seen so many people through different side effects they've had from medications that have caused severe issues. If that's happening over there, then why wouldn't it be considered in terms of like how a shot might um, influence somebody's health? And one other thing is like, I know personally, I cannot take penicillin. I'm allergic to it. I know people who can't get near a nut <laughs> or gluten, they get violently ill. With all of those things taken into consideration, then why would we assume that one thing is gonna fit everybody in terms of how it impacts them and it, there won't be any negative side effects? I'm gonna leave it right there. You make your own decision, but um, I don't believe that it should be something that we're all jumping in on in terms of what you should or should not do. With that being said, I've seen things like Mayor de Blasio from New York. Um, I saw a little clip this morning where he was at some kind of a press conference. He's sitting down, shoving fries in his face, and apparently they are offering free fries if you have gotten your shot. Um, we've seen donuts being offered for free. Um, we've seen a, a lot of different things being offered if you go and get your shot. Our governor apparently was um, encouraging businesses to give away free pizza and things like that. So here's my problem with that. I have seen Biden amongst other um, politicians, and I'm not trying to get political here. I'm just saying that I have seen people like that in the middle of like nowhere in terms of like people not being near them, not in the middle of nowhere, but by themselves, nobody near them at all outside with their face covered. And when asked why, especially if they've had their shot, why are you doing that? Well, it's sending an example. I'm setting an example. Um, this is what needs to be done. I have to like set set the standard or whatever, right? Okay, so you're doing it there, but then we have all of these politicians who are encouraging pizza, fries, 
uh, Pelosi and her um, freezer stocked full with ice cream and same with you know Biden out there with his ice cream and that's all he would talk about instead of like answering any other questions I'm not gonna go any deeper with that one so you're encouraging people to eat crap um, and you're saying that you have to lead by example you've said that and and we've seen that with the whole mask thing and the getting your shot right where's the disconnect here, <laughs> right? There's a huge one. We know that risk factors for the coronavirus and for actually um, getting severely ill or even dying from it have to do with obesity, has to do with pre-existing conditions. I know that um, being on multiple medications is a risk factor, having low muscle tone, not getting enough exercise. These are all pre-existing conditions. Well, a lot of these can be connected to a crappy diet. So let's chat about what you can do. And I really wish that we'd see people um, in those on those platforms, essentially, encourage these things instead. You know, if, if you're gonna encourage somebody somehow um, to get a shot or whatever, like, can you also encourage exercising? Maybe it should be a free membership or something like that, you know? I. I will say though, with this little caveat that I don't think anybody should be incentivized because I feel like it's um, pressuring people to do something instead of um, allowing them to make a personal decision. This should not be handled the way it's being handled at all. That's my personal opinion. So what you can do, one, get outside. Get outside for A, the fresh air. Take this thing off. Breathe fresh air in and get some sunshine. You guys, really quick about the face coverings and being outside, there's no evidence that you're gonna walk past somebody and then get it, unless somebody sneezes in your face, which, have you ever had that happen when you're walking past somebody hiking? Um, please breathe fresh air in as often as possible. Get some sunshine. Um, vitamin D, people often associate the sun with vitamin D. Well, your body actually produces vitamin C from getting enough sunshine. So it's not that you're getting vitamin D from the sun, it's helping your body to produce it. It's a hormone. So definitely though, get sunshine. That's the best way to get vitamin D. Breathe fresh air. And then along with breathing, deep breathing. Taking like really every day, taking a lot of like really deep breaths. Exercise helps with this, but being conscious of um, really opening up your lungs because we tend to breathe um, more shallow and this can really help the health of your lungs, which is obviously connected to this virus. And it can just help um, circulate things better. So doing that. Um, I actually, I don't have this on my list of 10 things, but I go to a sauna here in Albany, Mesmerize downtown. They have a infrared sauna, which is actually the next thing on my list, but it's also a halo therapy booth. So um, which is salt therapy. So essentially there's a little machine and it grinds up the salt and it um, disperses it into the air and you breathe it in and it can really, really help with respiratory health as well, which I've been doing as a preventative measure. Plus if you have any kind of asthma or um, like you struggle with seasonal allergies, that can be helpful. It's also really good for your skin. So I do both the infrared and the halo therapy at the same time. The infrared sauna is different from just a regular sauna. You are going to sweat, but it's going to, um, it's going to penetrate deeper and have way more, 
um, benefit to you. And a lot of people think that you're really sweating out toxins when you're in a regular sauna or even exercise, but it actually doesn't, that doesn't happen as much as you think it does from research that I've done. Um, an infrared sauna is, is where you really want to spend some time. Exercise is an obvious one, and that really, really helps boost your immune system. Um, and it, in addition to boosting your immune system, you are going to um, build that muscle tone, which again, I mentioned before, that's a risk factor, not having good muscle tone. So it also just makes you feel good, right? You know, and having that um, sense of confidence and just like building your endorphins, those things all help your immune system. It's all interrelated. So getting outside, getting some exercise, I don't care if it's just walking, get your heart rate going a little bit. And um, there is a stopping point where, you know, some people might go overboard um, and it depends on who you are and what you're dealing with. If you feel exhausted after you've exercised, I would peel back. I mean, you should feel like, oh, that was good, but not like now I need to go nap for three hours. Um, and that can be an adrenal thing. We will chat about that another time. Uh, number five, sleep, 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 sleep. Obviously, I think everybody knows this. Um, we all need to get good sleep. If you have your TV in your room, please remove it. I know some people will hate me for saying that, but remove your TV. Allow your body to really like come down. Um, do things like, you know, um, keep your room cool. If it's too warm, you're gonna struggle. Um, I have uh, blackout curtains in my room. Um, there are a million things that you can do, but definitely um, make sure that you're protecting that part of your life because that's like one of the number one things in terms of your immune system. So if it's just that you're staying up too late, um, try to do things to create a new habit so that you can wind down a little earlier. I like to take a bath with Epsom salt. You really absorb magnesium really well through your skin that way. But you can also take magnesium. Don't take oxide ever, ever. It's just garbage. It doesn't absorb well into your body at all. Unless you're constipated, then take it and that might help you. <laughs> but otherwise, look for some other things um, like malate, um, glycinate. Uh, citrate is another one, and that one can also help with constipation. So if that's something that you're dealing with, then that's one I would recommend. Otherwise, start a little slow with that one. But there are a lot of different kinds of magnesium. Three and eight is a good one. If you have um, migraines, magnesium, low magnesium is a, is a common cause. Three and eight is a good type to try if you have things like migraines. So sleep, the next one, oh, and exercise. Exercise helps with sleep. The next one is low carb. Okay, you might know that I'm like big into keto and I'm not suggesting that every single person go keto, but you can be low carb without going keto. And my main point is to stabilize your blood sugar. If your blood sugar is all over the place and your insulin is crazy and you just basically have all this metabolic dysfunction, obviously you're not gonna have a very strong immune system. So ditch the sugar, try to keep the carbs lower. <laughs> And I promise you're gonna start feeling a little bit better. Along with that goes um, getting rid of gluten. So I know people have a thing about this and like think I could never, and I actually used to be that person, but gluten causes a lot of gut dysfunction and it really um, wreaks havoc on your gut lining, which can cause leaky gut. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of that, 
basically that means that you're gonna be getting things into your bloodstream that you shouldn't be getting in there because the gluten basically um, widens those junctions that are in your gut lining. You're gonna get that stuff into your bloodstream that shouldn't be there. This causes inflammation. This um, causes a problem with your immune system. So, you know, I would definitely recommend that for everybody. It can also impact your thyroid, the gluten can. So next thing is addressing inflammation. Oh, we were just talking about that. Um, and any chronic issues that you have. Um, inflammation is at the foundation of pretty much any chronic disease that we have. So by ditching the sugar, by lowering your carbs, by getting some exercise, by looking at the toxins that are in your daily life, look around, you know, your cleaning supplies, the things you put on your body, the things you wash your clothes with, all of that kind of stuff. Um, you guys, I know that people think, oh, it's not, I really don't use that much, whatever, it's not a big deal, but we're inundated with it more than ever. And our bodies have to process through that. Um, it comes in through our skin, we breathe it in, we take it into our body. And so by doing everything you can to um, help reduce that body burden, your body is gonna have a much better chance of not accumulating all this inflammation and bouncing back and having a good strong immune system. Next thing, oh, and stress. Stress is definitely a part of that. Um, consider a digestive enzyme. So as we age, our, the number of digestive enzymes that we have reduces. A lot and so consider taking one because that will help you absorb vitamins and nutrients micronutrients that you need so definitely consider that and then um, do things that help you to manage your stress that's number 10 do things to help manage stress I know that we can't just like wipe stress away and oh I don't have to deal with it anymore I don't have it I can't just delegate everything I know that but there are things that you can do um, such as, well, exercise. Are you like sensing a theme here? <laughs> exercise, sauna, those kind of things are great for um, managing your stress. I like to teach people the legs up the wall pose. So you just sit or you lay on your back with your butt scooched up to the wall and then your legs are literally up the wall. That's the legs up the wall pose. If you um, are feeling any pressure in your lower back, uh, just roll up a little towel or get a little pillow and put it under your lower back for support and just literally lay there for five minutes at least and um, go to your happy place, listen to a podcast, something like that. But what it does to your um, neurological system is amazing. It feels so good and it can really calm you um, from a physical standpoint, which sometimes we need that because we can't always like talk ourselves down basically. So doing something like that is helpful. I really do find just get, getting outside and just walking for a little bit is helpful. Having something that you kind of like escape <laughs> in a little bit. I think that, you know, there's definitely a balance, you know, I personally never turn the TV on during the day ever, ever, ever. But in the evening, I love to, once everything's done, everybody's fed and taken care of, the dog has walked, all the, all the things. Um, then I like to like veg out on some HGTV. <laughs> I just do. And I just like to turn my brain off. So things like that can be really helpful if you need to chat with a friend. Um, I do feel like sometimes we're not good at reaching out. So reach out and just tell somebody, dude, I'm stressed out. I'm struggling. Chat for a little bit. Laugh. Um, 
And then there are things like I mentioned, magnesium. GABA is another great um, supplement. GABA is a neurotransmitter that we have in our brain and it's calming. So that is actually a supplement that you can take either for those times when you're just like super stressed out and anxious, or it can actually help at night so you can calm down and relax and sleep. So those are a bunch of things, a bunch, a bunch of things that you can do, you guys, that I wish <laughs> that we were hearing out there, that we were hearing from politicians instead of them saying that we can, you know, should be doing, should, should, should be doing all these other things um, that, you know, might create some kind of a barrier, but it doesn't um, do what we really need to be doing, which is having a strong immune system, de-stressing, feeling good, that's where we really need to be focusing and it's starting to irritate me. <laughs> All right, you guys have a fantastic weekend. If you have certain things that you do that really help you, then um, I would love to hear, please share. And before I go, you can find me at healthwithjess.com. You can find me on Facebook at healthwithjess and then Instagram is healthwithjessica. My podcast, Vibrant Life, is sponsored by my family-run business, Oregon Valley Farm, where you can find pasture-raised uh, chicken and pork, grass-fed and finished beef. All of it is without any antibiotics or added hormones. You can find us at OregonValleyFarm.com. We actually ship to several different states, so go to the FAQs to find out if we ship to you. If you're in our area, which is near Albany, Oregon, um, we do offer local pickup. And you can also find us on Facebook, Oregon Valley Farm, and Instagram, Oregon Valley Farm. All right, you guys, have an awesome weekend.